0: Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. So now it's the time of the morning where we hear a message from God. And it is my honour and a privilege to invite Lizzie Baskerfield up to the platform this evening's this morning. So let's give her a big round of applause. So Lizzie, will you let me pray for you just before we start? So Father God, we thank you for this mighty woman of God. We thank you, Lord, for preparing the way for her. Lord God, we thank you for the words that you've given her that are going to bless us, restore us, that are going to enable us to move forward in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Morning, church. Are we all good? Brilliant. So I'm going to jump straight in, and I'd like Kathy to put a picture up on the screen. And I want you to tell me what you see. It's not a trick question, I promise. So just shout out anything you see. Oh, gosh, everyone did it at once. Light. Darkness. Flowers grass. Did someone say? A boy. Fireflies. Oh, nice. I didn't see that. Okay, brilliant. So today, what I want to talk about is partnering with the sovereignty of God. So that's the name of my sermon today. Sorry, Andrew. I don't think he's here, actually. Maybe he's listening online, but I broke the two-word rule. I am so sorry, but partnering with the sovereignty of God. So for us this last year, like never before, for Dave and I, um, as a whole family, we've been learning more and more what it is to submit to God and to partner with him and his sovereignty, that he is sovereign in all things. Has it been an easy thing for us? Absolutely not. No way. It's actually probably been the hardest time of our life. But in all things, he has been faithful. So, this scripture um, has been an anchor to us in this time. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And I feel like that picture that we just saw just shows that verse perfectly. Um, you know, I'll talk about it again. I'm a visual person. And so every time I think about this scripture, I think about a similar picture to what we just saw. You know, that little boy with the light from the lamp and just holding it up and shining enough in front of his feet so he knows where to take that next step. When he looks up from the light, he can still see the darkness. He can still see the shadows around him. And there's uncertainty looming around this boy But for him, he holds this lamp up and the next step is sure because of the light. And I love the flowers in that picture as well because it reminds us to stop, just to take a moment. Wherever we are at, you know, whether we are standing and we know our next step, whether we are focused on that darkness around us. But to just stop and to notice God's beauty, to be thankful in every step that we take, that God is with us. So this scripture sums up beautifully what it is to be in relationship with God, walking in step with his spirit and allowing him to show us the way he wants us to go. Now we can say that we're in relationship with God. We can say that we love Jesus and we want to be in relationship with him and then do whatever we want. That is not relationship. Relationship is one that is submitted to him, allowing a, him to direct our path and move us. Partnering with his sovereignty can sound very grand and important, but it's in the little steps. It's in those, those moments where you hold God up and say, okay, God, where now? Where are you showing your light? What is it I need to do? Those small choices to align with his purpose. And then they're the things that work together to get you to where God wants you to be. So for us, there's been times in this season where we have heard God's voice of the next step. And we've looked around and we've seen darkness and shadows and uncertainty, but we've heard his voice of that one step. So for example, for those of you who don't know, um, we used to pastor a church and God asked us to lay down that church and to sow it into the ground. And he said to us that that if we did that, that it would actually achieve more than if we got someone else to lead the church. And at that time we would like, Lord, how, you know, we heard his voice and we're like, Lord, how can that possibly be? There was looming darkness around us, but we heard his voice and we said, okay, Lord, that's what we'll do. And that is what has happened. And God has done a great thing. You know, a smaller thing for us as a family, I was working as a Slim and Well consultant. And I was like, Lord, you know, I feel like I can't do this anymore. I can't juggle all these balls. And he was like, not yet. And I felt like God say, not yet. You can't give it up yet. So I was like, okay, Lord. And then one day I just felt him say, now's the time. I thought, well, why is it any different? Nothing's changed. You know, nothing's changed from that point to this point. Why is it okay now? But I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, that's, that's the step I'm going to take now because that's what you've said. Making the decision to home educate Elijah. Again, you know, it's been a journey for us. And right from September, I was like, okay, can we do it now, Lord? And he's like, no, no, it's not yet. It's not yet. And then in April, it was like, okay, now's the time. And again, you look around and think, Dave hasn't got a job. Like, what? Like nothing's changed. Why is now the time? But again, God's like, now's the time. And so it's learning to just be in step with him, hear his voice. And even when we look around and we see darkness, just making that choice to partner with his sovereignty and obey when we hear his small, still voice. Another scripture, Proverbs 16, verse 9, one of my favorites. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And again, I always envisage this. A heart of a man plans his way. So this is me planning my way, okay? So I'm just about to take a step, if I can balance on one foot. And I'm like, okay, Lord, is this the step? And he's like, no, okay, just, just turn just that little bit. And now I'm going to establish the way that I want you to walk. So sometimes we can make our plans. Often we make our plans. But we, we are allowing God to establish our steps. So rather than just rushing ahead, going to take that step, saying, okay, God, is it now? You know, waiting and allowing him to establish those steps. That's what it's like to live and move and have our being in him, to partner with his sovereignty. Now that word partnering is a proactive word. It says the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He he delights in every detail of their life. Again, that's an incredible scripture. I don't know how many of you, maybe you're married or maybe you've got a best friend and do you know those moments, maybe it's just me, where you're going on and on and on about something and you look at them and you think, are you bored? Like, because you're just going on and on. And like, and it seems like a minor thing, but obviously to you, it's, it's just so important. And you know, God is never bored of the detail of your life. He's never bored. He longs to hear your heart. He longs to be involved in those small details and the big ones. He delights in every detail of your life. He wants to be invited in, in every area, the small, the things that seem insignificant, and the really big things. So the thing of partnering with his sovereignty is a funny tension, because you couldn't get more more opposite words. Partnering is a proactive word. When we partner with something, it's proactive. Sovereignty is a passive word, isn't it? It's this sovereign God. But it doesn't mean to partner with sovereignty with these two tensions is a wrong thing. It means that we need to live in this tension. The Bible's full of extremes or what would seem like contradictions. But they're not. They're in tension with one another. So there's like elastic band, for example. Again, official. Um, that when it's just on its own, and it's not pulled in tension, it's not, there's no purpose in it. But when an elastic band is pulled in tension, it's doing its job, it's, it's in purpose. So we need to live in this way, in tension, with those two things, being able to go between them, in tension. Have you ever heard people say, when you ask them a question, who knows? oh, only God knows, what will be will be, those kind of things, God's in control, there's nothing I can do. And those statements are not untrue as such, but they're not the full picture, they're not us living in that tension. It can lead us down a place of passivity and laziness, not using the things that God has placed in our hands and living in that place of tension. I got this definition of sovereignty from the internet. The sovereignty of God means that as ruler of the universe, God is free and has the right to do whatever he wants. He's not bound or limited by the dictates of his created beings. Further, he is in complete control over everything that happens here on earth. God's will is the final cause of all things. A scripture that sums up sovereignty to me is Colossians 1, 16 to 17. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and he made the things that we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Wow. Wow. I know the sovereignty of God. I know that he is God above all things, that he holds all things together and has a purpose and a will. He's in control of every single thing. He is sovereign. His ways are sovereign and much higher than my ways and thoughts. I just love that last line. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. In the beginning there was God and for all time there will be God. He holds all creations together. So I've got good news. All creation, that's you and me. We're part of his creation. So on those days when you feel like everything is falling apart, He's holding you together. He holds all things together. He is the God of the universe, yet he holds me together. It just blows my mind. You know, an incredible understanding that he is just so humongous, like you can't even begin to describe this God of the universe, yet he holds me together on the days where I feel like everything is falling apart. Incredible. The truth that God is completely sovereign does not mean that he wants me to wait around for his will to just happen to me. He's created me and you with a mind that can think and process. He's gifted us with holy spirit to help with wisdom and discernment. He's given us spiritual leaders to counsel us and to gi- and he's given us free will. To decide if we want to partner with his sovereignty or not. To be proactive in partnering with his sovereignty. So what does it look like? What does it look like to partner with him? You know, when we get down, I love a practical message. What what does it look like practically to partner with his sovereignty. So if you haven't realized just yet, I am a very visual person. So I need a picture and an analogy for everything. So it just helps me to be able to connect. So I've decided that partnering with his sovereignty is like a juggler. So I have five juggling balls here. I've asked quite a few people if they juggle randomly. Everyone's like, that's a really random question. Um, Can't find anyone who can juggle more than three balls. I need five balls, sorry guys. Um, so I'm just going to say here, is there anyone that can juggle five balls? No, great, okay. So there's not going to be anyone like fighting me to get up to juggle those balls, that's fine. So we'll, we'll just get that out of the way here, but, and I'm not going to attempt to do it because it's just, it just would not be fun. So we're just going to visualize, but there are five, there are five balls here. So we're going to look at each of those. And the thing about juggling is it takes practice, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm sure Nathaniel wouldn't mind me mentioning but I, I contacted Nathaniel and said you know can you juggle and he's like yeah I can juggle three balls that's really random and I'm like no I need five I need five balls and and then Sandy sent me a video of him trying to practice during five balls I'm like you are such a good man but it's probably very unlikely that between whatever day it was Thursday or Friday that you can actually do that by Sunday but I loved I loved that he gave it a go But you know it takes practice to be able to partner with sovereignty and so I'm going to go through these five points and just give a bit of an insight into how we have juggled those balls in this time as we've partnered through this last year, year and a half of our life um, in partnering with his sovereignty. So number one is submit to his sovereignty. Sounds quite simple, submit to his sovereignty. But we can't, the truth is, we can't lean in and trust his sovereignty until we've submitted to it. Until we've submitted wholeheartedly to the truth that he is sovereign. We have to swallow our own pride, those moments when we think we know best, and we're like, no, I know. the best plan for my life is I know where I need to be we need to submit that pride to him to his sovereignty it seems okay to do that but that it's hard at times isn't it to to kind of give it all to him submission comes under sovereignty even when it doesn't understand submission chooses to come under sovereignty even when it doesn't understand Submission is the action of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will of authority of another person. So it's making that choice. It's an action to choose to surrender. So we've done that through prayer. You know, every time something has unfolded in this season where it wasn't what we planned or we couldn't understand, like, why? Why has Dave not got that job? He's like overqualified for that. What is it, Lord? Okay, God, we trust you. We trust that you're sovereign. You know, th- just those, those daily conversations with him, just, I trust you. I place myself again under your sovereignty. I submit again. Because we can say it once, but it's those, it's those everyday moments, isn't it? It often takes blind and abandoned trust to really, really submit at times where, where people around you sometimes think you're crazy. You know, God's asked you to, there's moments where like, we've done things and we're like, no, but this is what God said. And people are looking at us going, but nothing else is in place. Like, why are you doing that now? Like, because God said go. God said do it. So we're doing it. Um, and so sometimes people can look and think you're crazy when you're on this journey of, of submitting to his sovereignty. But God always backs you up. And when we choose to follow him with that abandoned trust, you know, it's an incredible journey to be on. Ball two. We've done ball one. Ball two is live, move, and have your being in him. And that's a a scripture in Acts. And it is, again, a favorite scripture of mine. What it is to live, to move, and to have your being in him Everything begins and ends with him. And if we live the scripture, then we're, we're trying always to be in the will and purpose of God. That submission constantly, it, it kind of partners in. It, it, it like entwines into that first one, submitting to his sovereignty. Because if we're submitting to his sovereignty, then we're living, we're moving, we're having our being in him. And everything that we're doing, we're trusting is in his purpose, in his will. We're allowing him that space to be able to lead us and guide us. We have to believe that he is directing our paths and bringing us into places where he wants us to be. And even when it's around us, looks like, God, what are you doing? We have to trust that he is bringing us and he's guiding us because we have submitted to him and trusted in his sovereignty. Bull Ball three. Lining up with scripture, the word of God, everything we do and the decisions that we make when following God's direction, when we're asking him, what do I do now? What do I do now? They need to measure up to scripture. They need to be underpinned by his word and his character and who he is. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all scripture is God-breathed and is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. This is what it is, isn't it? When we're, when we're choosing to partner to his sovereignty, it's all those things. It's teaching us. It's rebuking us. When we make a mistake, it's okay. We're going to make mistakes. It's correcting and training us in his righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we need his word to be an anchor point for us. His word needs to ground us in him. The word of God helps us to be accountable as we try and work out the steps that God is asking us to take. Get to know the word of God. Through the word of God, you get to know your father. And his character. You get to understand how he might respond to the questions or the re- requests that you're bringing him. You get to know your God through the word. If you don't know the word so well, then I would say get, get getting it, get getting to know the word, but also spend time with people that do know the word. Spend time with people that can help you to be grounded in scripture, that when you're going and saying, do you know what? I feel like God might be saying, take this step. They can help you to weigh that up with the scriptures and be saying, okay, that's in line with his character. I I can see how God might be doing that. But just to say grounding you and dampening you are two different things. So you can have people that are going to help you be grounded in scripture. But you can also have people that you're going to go to and say, I feel like to do this. And it's a crazy thing. And they're going to go, no. No. No, no, don't do that. That's too big a risk. That you know, you know, straight away no. You've got those people everyone knows those people in their life, surely, where they're just gonna dampen everything you say um, because they don't like to take risks or whatever else, their fears, or they project them onto you. So just to say grounding in scripture and dampening and crushing your plans and dreams is two different things. So it's about those people that are gonna be in line with the character of God and are gonna cheer you on in the greatness of God, but are gonna cheer you on in the grounding of God. So whenever we've found ourselves disappointed or frustrated in despair in this time, we've looked at the situation and we've gone, okay, could this be God based on his word based on his scriptures, based on what we know of him, could this be God or could this be the enemy? Could this be something that the enemy is doing? Sometimes we're very quick that when something's happening that is not going to plan in our lives, we're very quick to blame the devil. (laughs) And sometimes it can be, but sometimes it's the hand of God and we just don't know the bigger picture. We just don't know that sovereignty thing of God and so he's saying no, or he's saying wait, but we feel like, gosh, this enemy, I just need to kick him out because this and that, don't get me wrong, sometimes the enemy can do that. But I think it's about us going and saying, okay, God, is this you? Lining it up with the word, balancing this submission, balancing this live, move, have our be in. So we're throwing all these balls up, like, okay, God, lining it up with scripture, is this you? Number four, pushing doors, pushing doors. So this is a proactive part in partnering with his sovereignty. And for Dave and I, this has been one of the biggest parts of our journey. And at times it has been the most frustrating part, frustrating of our journey. We must have pushed literally, like you think I'm being dramatic, but even Dave will say this. Hundreds of doors, hundreds during this last year, and particularly in the area of day's work. Revelation 3, 7 to 8 says, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Again, it is remembering this tension, being proactive and pushing doors, but trusting, laying down his sovereignty. Saying, okay, God, I know that you're sovereign. He knows the right doors that we need to walk through. He knows the right timing of us walking through those doors. A funny thing, some of you may already heard this. Funny slash frustrating slash okay, because God's sovereign. Um, Dave saw the job that he's actually got after over a year of applying for jobs. The job that he got, he saw a year ago. And he was like, do you know what? I don't want to go back into teaching. It's been like over 10 years since he's taught and he was just like, no, that's just not the thing, you know? And here we are a year later and that is the job that he has got. (laughs) So, you know, God is sovereign. You could look at that and think, well, how frustrating. And we, we have, I mean, momentarily like, gosh, if you got that a year ago, we would not be where we are right now. But we... And that's, you know, you could look at that like we're not be where we are in the physical sense, but we would not be where we are spiritually. We would not have grown and increased in the way that we have in the last year. Yes, it's been tough, but God has been growing us from the inside. He's been expanding us. He's been teaching us what it is to know his sovereignty and to trust it even when we do not understand. God is sovereign. Sometimes we can become fearful. When we're pushing doors, we can become fearful that the wrong door will open. And maybe we'll go through the wrong door and we can become paralyzed to never push any doors. Because in the fear that we're going to go off track. Let me just say that God, the God of the universe, he is sovereign. He is able to bring you back on track. You know, if, if somehow you walk through the wrong door... God is able to bring it round for his purposes, to bring glory to his name. If we continue to submit ourselves to him, if we continue to juggle all these balls and keep saying, okay, God, I want to be in your purposes. You have permission to guide and to shape me in this. One thing I've realized in the past year is that I don't like it when God speaks through closed doors. I like it when God speaks through open doors. That's great. But when he shuts the door, and we've had a lot of them, them shut, it's frustrating. And I became a little bit cross with the Lord when I, there were lots of these doors shutting. And I'm like, Lord, what do you want from us? Like, we just want a job. But actually, God gently reminded me, as he does, gently. Do you know what? I'm going to open the door. I'm going to open it in my timing. Can you just trust me? Can you trust that I know the right time. So we submit again and say, okay, God, you know. And at the end there, it says, I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. And I've never really noticed that at the end of that scripture. It's quite a famous scripture, isn't it? I know that you have little strength. Wow. That feels like where we, where we were at. You know, we have little strength, Lord. But do you know what? We've kept pursuing your plan for our life, even when we've not understood it. And, you know, you might be in a place where you're pushing doors at the moment. You might be in a place where you feel that the doors are just shutting in your face. And you don't know why. But do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. Because God is directing your path. He is directing your steps for his perfect purpose. You may be exhausted from keeping, just pressing those doors, but he is with you and he's calling you to stay steadfast to his name. He's got you. And so the final ball is knowing his peace, knowing his peace. And this is such a fantastic way to keep weighing up and testing God's will in your life to test that you're still in step with his Holy Spirit and God's will. The sense of God's peace and stillness inside of you is a real indicator that you're in the purpose of God. So don't confuse this with a natural physical body anxiety. The peace of God is this this stillness inside of you. Things can be absolutely crazy and chaotic around you. There might be things going wrong in your life, but you can still carry the peace of God inside of you. Equally, everything can be incredible and amazing around you, full of the things of God, but there's a turmoil inside of you. So things can look really good on the outside, but you don't know God's peace. And that can indicate that you're not where God, even though it's good, You're not where God wants you to be. So years ago, before I met Dave, I had a boyfriend on the outside. It all looked lovely. Everyone was like, oh, I just want a relationship like yours. And, you know, he was a Christian guy, but I had turmoil inside of me. And I used to go around, you know, we were talking about marriage and I used to go around to everyone going, how do you know it's right? How do you know that the person that you're meant to marry is right? Ooh, ooh. And all of a sudden, I just felt like this is not okay, because I feel such turmoil. inside, like, even though everything around me and you can relate that to anything that you that you want. But even though everything around me looked packaged and good and of God. Actually, I felt the turmoil. I felt like, no, this is not right. This is not where God wants me. Didn't feel anything like that with Dave. We didn't have to ask anyone. Just like, yep, just no. And that's the difference, isn't it? You know God's peace. You can feel that he, his hand is on stuff. Even when it's hard, you can still feel God's hand and stillness. It says in Isaiah 26:3, you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And that is the key. Whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. See, we gain this perfect peace when we trust in the sovereignty of our God. And we can be steadfast in him when we can trust in that sovereignty. We live, we move, we have our being in him. We can't just be using, this is the juggle. We can't just take one of those points Partnering with his sovereignty is a juggle. We need to be using all these things to be able to walk in step with him. So as we come to a close now, I've got some time. We've got some time to reflect with God, to do business with him, to allow Holy Spirit just to trigger things in our hearts that maybe he just wants to pinpoint. Where are you at on this journey of trust and submission and walking in step with him. If, I, if the bank come out, that'd be great. So we're gonna have some time. They're gonna play that last song, It Is Well. And it's just such a beautiful song, isn't it? Just that thing that when everything around me is crazy, I can still with confidence say, it is well. It is well with my soul because I know that I can trust him. I know that I can submit to who he is and his sovereignty. So you might be in a place where you know, you know that you need to submit more fully to God and His sovereignty. Maybe those pride things are creeping in to say, no, I know best, I know best. God's saying today, will you trust me? Will you submit yourself to me again and say, okay, God, God of the universe, I trust you. And again, I'm gonna just submit myself to you, to your sovereignty. It may be that you've, you've never submitted to him. It may be that you don't know Jesus. And this whole journey of submitting to him is like, whoa. You know, I would say, come, come on that journey. What about saying yes to him today? Online, in the room? Just spend some time, and if, if that's staring inside of you to say, do you know what, I wanna learn what it is to submit to this God, this God of the universe that loves me. You can go on that journey with him today. Maybe God is calling you to be more proactive. Maybe you've got the sovereignty and you're like, I know, I know that he's sovereign. But God's saying, okay, what about your part? What about what I want you to do? Maybe there's something He's asking you to do or a door He's asking you to push, but for whatever reason, you don't want to. Maybe maybe it is laziness or complacency, but maybe it's fear that's taken over you and you're paralyzed to not take that next step. But God's saying, come on, I wanna hold your hand. I wanna go with you, I wanna partner with you. Do you wanna partner with me? And that's the thing, He wants to partner with us. And he's saying, will you take my hand? Will you be proactive in partnering with me? Well, you could be in a place of waiting, 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 waiting for those doors to open, waiting for God to say, go. Keep submitting to his sovereignty. Keep knowing that he has a perfect plan for you and that his timing is good. And when it's right, that He will release you to walk into that that next thing. Maybe you feel that you're kind of in this holding place. You feel almost, I just get a sense that maybe there's someone that just feels like suffocated in this place of waiting. But God's saying, I'm with you. I don't want you to rush ahead. I want you to wait for my presence. I want want you to wait till I say go, because I know the full picture. Wherever you're at in this journey, don't go from this place without just doing a bit of business with Holy Spirit. We're all on this journey somewhere. So let's just invite Holy Spirit to just come and to cause us to take that next step, to just walk closer with Him. You know, that's that's my heart and that's what I prayed, you know, for this week. And it's always my prayer when we meet together on a Sunday that we would fall more in love with Jesus and that we would walk more closely with him. That's the prayer of my heart for me, for each one of us here, that we would walk more in step with him because he has good things for us, good plans, good purposes. So Sandy and the team are here and they're going to facilitate this moment to just be able to be ministered by the Holy Spirit where you are but also to stand with someone we've got the prayer team we've got Chris and Paul they're going to just stand at the front here I'll join them just to invite you that if you want someone to just stand with you and say yeah this is what's going on or maybe you don't even want to share what's going on and that's okay but just for someone to just lay hands and just to support you and just to say we're here and we're cheering you on so we're gonna give an opportunity for that now. I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna stand and we're gonna sing that song. If you wanna stand now, that'd be great. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're here. And Lord, I just pray that you would come and that you would, you would just blow out all fear, you would just blow out all, every person who just feels paralyzed to not even be able to move. Maybe they wanna come forward for prayer, but they just feel like they can't even move. Lord, just blow that out right now by Your Spirit. We just pray that You would move amongst us, Lord God, that You would meet each one of us where we are at. I thank You, God, that You are sovereign. We submit to that today, but Lord, we, we wanna say, Lord God, that we wanna partner with You. We want to partner with you in your purpose. We want to be proactive in in pushing for the things that you have for us. So Lord, we say yes, we say amen to all that you have today. We partner with you, Jesus.